it is podcasting time. Glenn Power from PowerWorks Garage is here. We are at PowerWorks Garage and we're going to talk cars. Uh, a warm welcome to everybody who's listening to us on YouTube, Spotify, 100.3 Talk in the UAE. It's just great to be here. Getting lots of comments. We got, we got We're getting comments from England. And the one comment from England is coming in is that uh, James seems to be like he's had way too much coffee. Glenn seems to need some coffee. And uh, and and can you just keep reminding us that he's at PowerWorks? Because we kind of forget as you're groaning so, on, James. That's That, from an English person, is obviously sarcasm. So you can't blag a blagger. And also, I had a friend, and I say had a friend, that... Uh, his wife messaged me on Facebook, commented on one of our posts and said to me, why have you got an American accent, meaning me? <laughs> I was like, well, that's not an American accent. And that's also not me talking. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's at least two people, unless it's the it, same person. It could be the same person. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh, but you know what? Really, really welcome to have everyone uh, listening in and joining things. And Oh, update, update. Starting to snow in North America. Yes. My son in his Corolla wakes up with a, a light dusting of snow on his car and realizes he does not have a, a, a snow brush that has a brush on one side and an ice scraper on the other side to get ice off your Aren't windshield. Standard issue in Canada with no, your driving I, license. I should would be. think they should but the be. But the driving license should be a brush. Yeah. <laughs> so people do use them as a brush, credit cards, yeah, yeah. whatever. So he was uh, panicking with that. And then he was telling me about the seven and seven rule. And I'm going, okay, grew up, did yeah. all my stuff in Canada, you know, learning how to drive, winter slash rain, et cetera. What's the seven, seven rule? He's going, well, if you get seven day, consecutive days where it's a negative temperature, you should have your snow tires on. That's how it is, is it? Uh, Why I, can't I, they just say... <laughs> From the 1st of November. Well, that is what they do in Quebec. There's a date. Put your snow tires on. But I guess Ontario, where he is, doesn't have... Is it milder there or something? It can be. Well, I, one year. One year. This is a milder there. Yeah, I think there's just a few people who need to shake their head a, a little bit. Do a scooby-doo. <laughs> I remember we, we get to the airport. We get to Pearson. We rent a car. This is years ago. Rent a car. And uh, I get there and I say to the guy, he says, okay, here's it. I, I go back and I say, this thing has got four season radials on it. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah, but it's it's snowing out. He goes, yeah, but it's not snowing in Toronto. And I'm going, yeah, but we're 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 going up to the Muskokas. It's cottage country. There's like five feet of snow, and it's. He's going, yeah. Well, if you want snow tires, that's going to cost you extra. I'm going, but it's your car. Come on, dude. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not obviously a problem here. No, where we're recording, but we did have. Cars with two sets of tires in the UK, even yeah, and it's not as extreme cold-wise as it is. Or you get you get the ice consistently though. cold as it is in in Canada. I mean, winter tires will help you with ice, black ice, but they're more just better in cold and in snow. Okay. Yeah, like ice is ice. You got yeah. not much you can do <laughs> unless you've got studs. You know, yeah, or chains studs or, or chains like. Yeah. There's not really much. And, and no one knows how to use a chain. No. They put them on and they just end up smashing their car to pieces because they don't put them on right and they slip the wheels and that's it. Yeah. So there's certain things. Their, their skills. I was, so I was talking to the head teacher of the school that my children go to yesterday. We did a little bit of a podcast. And he, 
he was talking they're, they're big for sustainability and i was like it's all great talking about sustainability for environmental impact and stuff like that but what about sustainability of actual skill sets and knowledge base and stuff like i used to take things apart in the garage with my granddad i mean he blew yeah. a car battery up in front of me and burnt his face off when i was like seven which wasn't a great thing to see but these sort of things happened. He chopped the end of his finger off, got stuck. He once got stuck in a freezer. We had a big chest freezer. It, he got stuck in there because he was trying so to he, mess he's about. So basically the, the lesson on what not to do. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, he fixed more than he broke, but, you know, he's decent average. But that sort of stuff doesn't happen. You can't fix anything anymore. Yeah. Like my daughter's forgot the password for a tablet because, like, she thought she was smart changing it. She lost interest in it for a few weeks and then she went to go back on it and she can't remember a password. So we do the 20 incorrect attempts, but there's no way to reset it. You know, I used to have a little button on the back of something. You could push a pen. Yeah. None of that. You can't <laughs> do it. So it's like, and there's no way. I've tried all the videos on YouTube. There's no way to reset it. I've taken the back off, taken the battery out. I'm thinking, well, I've got some screwdrivers that size, but I don't know where to start. And, you know, like, is anyone taking chains off bikes anymore? Is anybody changing little changing the brake pads on the on the push bike? Is anyone even riding a bike when no, they're no, a kid? No, no, no one rides bikes anymore. Everyone is on electric scooters. No, exactly. What's that all about? Well, yeah, but you can't fix them. We've tried. We've had them in here. We've got a friend who's who had a member of staff that had one, and it stopped working. Six wires and a battery. I mean, how hard can it be? But they're put together in such a way that you have to dismantle them. In order to do that, they break. Yeah. So everything that holds the wiring in breaks. And then it's like, we've caused more problems here trying to fix it. And there's no way to get parts for it. And it's cheaper to go and buy one fully assembled that you've got from China for $50. So, yeah. And so like think, things like snow chains, putting snow chains on wheels, it matters zero here. Yeah. It matters nothing here to us. But from the countries we're from. You're in parts of India. You're in Pakistan. Yeah. You're in parts of Europe. You need you will be using chains. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess the the sort of to bring it back to where we are recording this from, knowing how to and how far to inf- deinflate your tires when you go in the sand. Yeah, that whole other knowing issue. not to slam on the brakes when you come to a bit of sand, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to skid." Knowing that you need momentum to go over a sand dune. No, all of these things are skills that who's teaching somebody? No. If my child doesn't take an interest in something. It's almost though I'm not going to teach them it. But there's what's happened. It's the same as saving money for a rainy day. Teach them a skill just in case they need it. Do they know how to? You know, do they know how to? Do they know to respect fire? Like matches and lighters are dangerous. You shouldn't have them. But this is how they work, and this is what you do if you see a fire. There's got to be a certain, um, like I said, there's just a sustainability of of knowledge and skills, and we've talked about it with EVs and the whole. You know, with General Motors, they're, they're laying off people on, that, that were engine builders because they're not building engines anymore. But, but there's still engines out there, and there exactly. will be people building engines for the next 25, 30 years. I was at school, and probably one of the best, maybe the best school teacher I had when I was 11, he sat us all down, and he was like, you know, we'll run out of oil in 30 years, because that's what people have been saying for the last 30 years. And the disaster's coming every. Oh, there's a, if we don't stop, it'll be a disaster in the next 10, 20 years. It's been like that for thirty years, and it doesn't. It, things have to carry on. There's no, there's no stopping something and then going to the next thing. You know, we didn't, we didn't have horse and cart, and then everyone had a Model T Ford. 
everyone had a horse and cart for a long, long time. There was more than just a Model T Ford about by the time everyone had adapted to taking a car. So things take time. And if you if we're not careful, the the technological advancements in everything, in every aspect of our life, whether that's whether that is cars or whether it's anything else, is so fast that we'll get left behind. And then all that happens then is the people that do know how are going to have much more power and control and and uh, social mobility, shall we say, than, than the people that don't. I mean, could you fix your microwave if it broke? No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> now, to be fair, honestly, I think the last time our microwave was used is I'd, I'd made Amy a coffee and she'd got busy and not drank it. So she put it in the microwave to warm it up. Look, that was I, the last time we used it, and it's probably the only time in two or three months. I use my microwave once a week to warm up some edamame beans nice. for my poke bowl. Nice. Once a week. That's why I have nice. it sitting on the counter. See what I mean? But that, that, I mean, that's the change, right? Ten yeah. years ago, everyone was microwaving everything. Now it's air fryers. I can't fix my air fryer. Probably a lot more simple than a microwave, but I can't because if I take it apart, it'll break. Yeah, of course. Right? And yeah. they're 250 dirhams to buy a new one. Yeah, let's do that. But there's something to be said, I think, for being able to take your environment and have a look around and think, right, if somebody flicked a switch tomorrow and turned everything off, could I make it through a couple of days? Would I manage for a couple of days? And no, I, and I don't... because everyone looks at YouTube for how to fix no, stuff. No, exactly, yeah. We're done for. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best videos on YouTube, and, and they're obviously, some people are going to hate this, but the best videos on YouTube are the people that spoof showing you how to fix something just so you break what you're trying to fix even worse. It's so funny. I mean, you deserve it, right? You deserve it. But we get people in. We get people in the garage. Oh, you know, uh, I've had a look on YouTube. It looks quite quite a simple thing to fix. Real easy to, you know, relatively easy to do. 30, 34 minutes video. So it probably took him an hour. You know, any chance you can do it for me? I just haven't got the space or the time to do it, you know. Yeah. All right, yeah, no problem. I'll tell you what, you bring it down. <laughs> bring it down and come and do it yourself because I'm not going to copy that YouTube video. No chance. <laughs> there are some good people on YouTube. That, like sure. with everything, yeah. there's some very useful. Um, and and there's there's one there's one uh, content creator called Autotech Mike who's on, I think, I, I see him on Instagram, but I think they're videos from TikTok. I just don't use TikTok. And he's been quiet lately because he had a heart problem, but he's, I mean, he's only a young guy, he's sort of my age, but he's really good. He's, he's got a, a garage in uh, somewhere in North America and he just details how he does his diagnostic process. He details the tools that he's used for the job and makes suggestions. And I think some of it's sponsored, obviously, now because he's got quite a following. But it's useful. And it is, it, it's a little bit like the whole, you know, if a lion could talk you won't be able to understand him. Obviously, for me, I can understand what he's saying. For, for for the average person that doesn't have any interest or care about fixing a car, they might be thinking, what's this guy talking about? But there are lots of good people out on there, but, but it's very, very worrying when people, like you say, they just sort of run their lives by what YouTube says. Yeah, and Instagram yeah. posts. Yeah. And, and, and for one sense, we, we love them to be listening to our podcasts and Glenn Power here from PowerWorks Garage. But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, get realistic people. We, I think, you know, I, I think I would class myself as qualified to talk about yeah, things absolutely. to a certain level when it comes to repairing cars, but I would never profess to be 100% right ever. There's always a little bit of, well, with anything, unless we've seen it. We, we got a car in yesterday, it went this, went this morning before I got here, actually. And it, it, it was, it was a, 
a big Japanese car. I won't say which one it was because it had been to the dealer and it had come out of the dealer with a 20,000 plus oh, no. estimate. Oh, no, that one's sitting right behind us. That's on, oh, right, on, okay, yeah, on it's about to go, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, so that this car... Is, is, so sit back, everyone, if you're driving, pull over to the side <laughs> of the road because this story is going to make you go, no. Yeah, and, and, and it was dude, the guy's never been to us before. He, he bought the car new for 10 years and he had the car and it has been in the dealer ever since from day one now so, so serviced by yeah the yeah, dealership the dealership and they've given him a 20k plus estimate on his last service a few days ago and yikes he, he said to me look the car's still worth the money and i love the car but i'm just a bit worried that it's a little bit keen now we will preface this by saying i've worked in a dealer not this particular one for this particular manufacturer but dealers are fixed to work to a standard no standards right. are set by the factory by the manufacturer and the, the simply put a dealer has to keep the car retailer main agent whatever you want to call it has to keep the car to showroom condition that's ah, the job whether the so that's whether their... the car is a day old or 20 years old the job of the dealer should be to aspire to keep that car showroom condition now that becomes quite uneconomical to anyone that's using a vehicle that they've bought when it was six seven years old and is now 10 12 years old for that reason vw used to do the 10 plus program which we allowed to lower our standards a little bit and it was a good idea actually so when you say lower your standards give me an example of what that would mean in so we wouldn't terms. have to tell them that their window seals are cracked that would be let's say on a traffic light system on a on a, on a car within that 10 year window would be a amber mark Red being critical, amber being better to address before service, green being just a note, keep an eye on it. That would be amber on a normal vehicle under 10 years. Red on a vehicle in its warranty. But on a 10-year plus car, just a green mark, just keep an eye on it just to let you know. Um, window mechanism, a little bit noisy. Uh, corrosion on the wheels. Or uh, something like a, uh, an issue with a rattle on a dashboard. On a 10-year-plus car, green. Just just to let you know, we've noticed it. If you want us to fix it, we can, but it's not critical. So we got a 10-year-old vehicle up on the lift. It's come from the dealer. Mm. They're saying 20,000 dirhams of repairs yeah. are needed. We've checked the car. And found nothing. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not... No, no, I'm, no, come on. I'm, I like, mean, the, nothing. Like you have the lift, so, right, so from, the, so, from the dealer. Yeah, so... No... So I, oh, no. when a customer calls me with that, I will not take that information. Okay, you don't want to know. There's two reasons for that. The first one is if I get that information, I can trust myself with it, but I wouldn't want there to be any kind of, maybe he's just telling me something because okay. he knows I'm going to say yes because the dealer have already quoted me. I would never do that, but I don't want to have that ambiguity there. I All don't right. want anyone okay. to have that thought. So the so second... You, you don't have it. You just say, bring it in, we'll yeah. take a look. And then the second thing is, it's nice to just look at something with a... You don't want to be biased. With a fresh perspective fresh pair of eyes, no bias, that we can then overlay with something before when I sit down with the customer, whether it's me or DJ or Justin in reception. Now, we've checked it and found nothing. Like the AC filters probably do a change a little bit dirty. By the time you've taken that out, they're so inexpensive. Who's cleaning that? Just put a new one in. The engine air filter, again, is probably not going to get to the next service. The customer's driving this car from here to Masafa. So like okay. long way into Abu Dhabi, yeah. and it's and it's the roads are quite poor down in in Masafa now still, so there's a lot of dust, a lot of dirt, so worth changing. 
the brakes felt a bit spongy. Um, so we, we'd recommend a brake service because we've got no history of this car and there's no sticker saying the brake oil had been changed. So we recommended to do that. Now, this leads me to another thing. This car was obviously bought with a service package when it was bought first mm. new. The car's 10 years old. The customer has never had an invoice for brake pad change. There's absolutely no way on a car this size. We, I told him with our Borg and Beck pads on these vehicles, we get between 40 and 80, depending on driving, 1,000 kilometers out of a set of pads. Mm. 80 is pretty good, but we do get it. This is getting used on school runs and supermarket trips. These pads are wearing out, but the customer's never had an invoice. Now, for me, even though you're not having to charge the customer because they've already paid and it's part of the service package, you should be telling them that you're changing parts on their car. Absolutely. Even if they're not being charged. Yeah. Not only so they know what you've done, but also so you don't have a situation like this where the customer's told me, even though I've told him the pads are okay, no, change my pads. I've never changed them in 10 years. I tried to rationalize this with him and explain what I've just said, and he understood where I was coming from, but he still wants them changing. So now he knows, okay, now is day one on the car. Right, and that's a good attitude, I guess. And yeah. It's only six, 700 dirhams, some pads. It's not a massive amount of money uh, when you're considering that brakes are kind of important, yeah. especially in an automatic. Uh, so, but there, there are some people who pulled over and listening to this right now are going, 600 dirhams, I'd, l- I'd rather not spend that because no, no, I get that's it. school it's still, uniform. It's still money, but it's brakes. Yeah. Yeah. The car's, well, the yeah, car's sure. probably a car's 100K, 110K car, still at 10 years old. So, you know, it's, it's relative to the value of the car. It's a big SUV. Yeah. So we've, we've gotten that. Like, so okay, you've done, you've but, done an air conditioning filter, you've done the air filter for the engine, you've done the brakes. We're going to do the brakes, but not that they're necessarily going to do a that's brake not service. 20,000 dirhams. We've come to about 1,500 dirhams in the end. Wow. And wow. the customers pushed seven fifty of that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what do you do? And and so one thing we said, a lot of the a lot of the value from talking to the customer yesterday was in suspension work. Suspension bushes cracked. I hate it when people say that. I hate that suspension bushes cracked. And of course they are. That's what they're supposed to do. Of course they're cracked. Now how cracked? You know, mm. are, are they are they cracked? So there's excess play in the arm or the component that they're part of that's causing uneven tire or brake wear. Because if they're not, they don't need to be changed. Right. If they are, then tell me that. Show me pictures, videos. Show me the tire wear. Because the last thing I want to do is say, don't change my bushes for a 1,000 dirhams and then have to come back and change them for a 1,000 dirhams and put two tires on there because it's worn the tires out on the front. Yeah. Because then I'm spending 3,000 dirhams rather than... 2,000 dirhams or whatever it may be, right? So I don't want that. So it makes sense. Also, if my tires are wearing unevenly and they go on me on the road at 120, 140 kilometers an hour to Musafa, I've got a big problem. Huge. So give me the info. Don't just tell me they're cracked. they're cracked. I can crack a bush pressing it in and it's cracked on the surface. It's supposed to. They're interference fit. So they're forced into a space that's slightly too small for them so mm. they don't come back out of it. Of course they'll crack. They're designed to crack. You put the load of the vehicle. This is a heavy vehicle. You put all that weight onto it, and it goes back down onto the floor. You tighten the bolts. You do the wheel alignment. You drive it, test it, go over a speed up on some rough ground. Those bushes, you could bring that back in and say it's cracked, because they are, but that's what they're going to do. Split or excessive play is a different thing, but they're so, they're so non-committal and so non-specific with with description and it it frightens somebody mm. if you if you 
if you are a layman and, and you don't have any idea, and particularly in this example where I think the customer's probably had the car on a service package, it's under warranty, then maybe an even an extended warranty for a while in the dealer, and you're not even getting told your brakes are being changed, you're, so you've probably had other parts changed. It sounds like the dealer's got bad communication to me. Yeah, well, this is the problem. And then now you get to the end of all of this and they tell you, oh, that's cracked. You've never heard these terms before. What do you mean cracked? Oh, no, yeah. what's happened? I'm not saying that's why they do it. But there would be, I could easily see the, another individual that would say, okay, just change it, please. I'm really, you know, I love the car. Please just change it. Because, yeah. you know, to buy the equivalent car now new, if you're going to chop it in, you're talking three, 350. No one's doing that. So, yeah. I mean, like we keep saying it. Who's buying new cars? I mean, pity the sales guys from 15 years ago who were, mm. you know, it, it just laughing hand over fist. They couldn't get cars off the lot fast enough. Now they can't get people in the door fast enough. And they can't get cars in the lot. They can't get cars in the lot, yeah. Yeah, unless they're Chinese. Yeah, there's tons of Chinese cars right now. Yeah. Oh, interesting one, by the way. I want to back up for a second. Well, but before we even back up for a second, that's good advice. Just you know, communicate better, ask more questions. And even if you're on a service package, ask them all the parts have you changed. Get yeah. a look at things so that you're aware. Yeah. What's the interval that your brake pads are going? What kind of parts are you putting in? What what kind of costs are you are going to incur once you get off of your service packages, et cetera? You see, the thing with going to the dealer, I understand it. I've worked there, and I yeah. seriously value the importance of dealerships. But one of the main reasons to maintain a, a relationship and a, and a service with the dealer is for resale value of the car. I'm mm. not going to sit here and lie and say, if you bring your car to me, we can do just as good, if not a better job than a dealer. But that means absolutely nothing to Joe Bloggs, who's coming to buy the car from me when I sell it and says, oh, why didn't you keep it in the dealer? You can be 10, 15% of the value increase or retained if your car's been serviced in the dealer, yeah. right? But that's no good if you don't know what they've done. Exactly. Right? That's no good. You need to know what they've done. You need to have documentation to show someone. If someone comes out with a little folder and says, look, it had brake pads 10,000 kilometers ago. It's had a transmission oil and filter change. It's just had the new front suspension arms fitted. It had a rear air suspension unit because it had leaked. It had four new tires two weeks ago. That's all good. But if you say, oh, yeah, it's been serviced in the dealer, there's the book, there's the stamps. What good's that? So I saw a car sitting out here. Maybe it's an LR3 or an LR4 with the rear air conditioning. The red one. Yeah. LR3, yeah. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, so first of all, I'm walking by the back side of it and I see this quite the rig mm. uh, on top of the, that they pulled off on the inside and it's on top of the left rear tire. Mm. It's an air conditioning unit. Yeah. And I'm going, what is that? And then I see a pan underneath. Oh, there's a leak in this. Who would have ever known that that was back there? And I thought, wow, that's a pain in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. We get, we, we're starting to, they're getting to that age now. Even the, even the sort of last of the LR3s are 15 years old. That's old. You know, some the first ones of them are 19 years old. Wow. So some of those things are definitely starting to go seals yeah, and yeah. things. And the, the rear evaporators, especially people, the rear evaporators are absolutely disgusting, especially the people that have had dogs or pets oh, in there. Oh, hair. Just, yeah. Yeah, they, they get really, really battered. So, but but the front ones usually fail first. Okay. They used more than the mm. rears. But, you know, the rear ones, that when they fail, sometimes, like what you've just said, People don't think to check there for a leak. Who would have thought? I mean, it's giant too. Like, the, yeah, I, yeah. I was surprised at how this big. This is almost as big as the front unit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's almost as big as the front unit. The fans is as 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 powerful, but the the evapor the heat exchanger, cool exchanger is not as big. But yeah, but you know, you get people saying, oh, you know, I've had leak on this forever, and it's I've had a front evapor. I've had they'll say I've had an evaporator change. I've had this, and you say, have you had the rear one done? Huh? <laughs> There's a rear one. Mm. Yeah. Don't realize that it's split. Mm. Yeah, so it does happen, and you know, you get cars like you get cars like um, with the uh, armrest that's a cool box. Right. That'll have another one there, a little small evaporator Ooh, there, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I don't know how I thought they were getting cool. Gets but... a little bit interesting when they leak. <laughs> yeah, sure. Where's the leak too? Yeah. The floor mat inside. And they are so small that the leaks are so small and it's mm. it's difficult to get hold of. But mm. there's so much stripping down and when you get to a car that's 15, 20 years old and it's plastic... Getting that plastic yeah. back in, it breaks. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and I, I came here in 2012 to AAA, and we were still getting a lot of Discovery Twos. The LR3 was relatively new to us then, because mm. it had been in the dealer for most of the time. And the Discovery Two, some of them were only 10, 12 years old at that point, and every single thing you touch was like like a poppadom. You yeah. just fall apart in your hands. You give it any kind of impact or pressure, and it just break. You just can't get the parts for them. Yeah. So you have to. They kind of improved as they've gone on, but you can only go to a certain point with plastic at a price level. Yeah. And whilst Land Rovers are a high-end luxury vehicle, they are still built to a price, mm. which is the sort of scourge of the brand. Unfortunately, you can see it. You don't get it as much with the Range Rovers, but you did in that period of time for sure. They're a bit better now. Quick quiz in the United States: Which car company is moving, selling the most electric vehicles? Ooh. I don't know who's got the most around. Who's got the most out there now? And they only have one model. <laughs> only one model? Yeah. They have one model. No, no, that's a good one. Who is it? Toyota. Oh, well, there. Uh, they're selling the most electric vehicles in North America right now. Which one are they selling that's electric? It's got some weird, it's it's four letters or a number <laughs> letter combination. Whatever. Is, yeah. I said, wow. And the, that, the irony, and that was the irony coming out of the artist. That they only have one. The B-O-R-E. Something. Whatever it is. And I said, okay. The second one, interesting piece I was reading today, BMW has got some six cell battery that they, electric battery that they, of course it's an electric battery, but they've got a battery that they've been working on, which they claim and they feel that the gap between Tesla and other battery manufacturers is now no longer existent. They feel that they're, uh, they're, they've finally, they finally caught up. It's taken them this long. To catch up to Mr. Musk and oh, his right. crew. Make your BMW even more expensive, why yeah. don't you? <laughs> third, third thing I read today was if you're looking at buying some stock in an automotive company, Ford specifically, this is a good time because while the mm. prices are going up on those stocks, they're still historically low. Yeah, so, especially with the UAW, right? Oh, you know what? I, I know that they've they've sorted things through. Kind they've, of, yeah. Kind of. It's almost done. It's it's but the vote was to ratify. But yeah. this it, it and look. For the automotive guys, you know, hats off. The union has done its job. 40% pay rise over four years. It's good. It's phenomenal. But as everyone's saying, prices of cars are now going to go up yeah, as well. Yeah, And f- don't forget, this is Ford who are putting cars yeah. out there that aren't finished. Right. Because they haven't got the part. <laughs> yeah. People have got F-150s that need to go back for the infotainment yeah. units to be fed. Yeah. So, Madness. So I looked at this and I said, okay, so the, it's going to get passed on. But this is just talking about the, the 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 name brand automotive company, not the guys who are making all mm, the parts. Yeah, who their prices are going to have to go up eventually because they're going to have to pay their workers a little bit more. Not well, because motorcraft, they're part of the motorcraft. Yeah, 
who do the parts for them are certainly going to feel that now. So all across the road, and if you're not selling as much stuff, you raise your prices because you still got to put you know shoes on the feet and food on you the see, table. The problem is, it's 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 one of those as well. It, Ford are huge, right? Right. So they have a supplier and uh, a vendor, and they have someone who will then buy their product. They're going to squeeze their vendor for better pricing, and they're going to sell it higher. Yeah. And they're going to have to do it from there. It's going to be interesting. It's be really interesting. I mean, Ford is. You take Lincoln out of it and Mercury when they were around, but Ford was always the sort of everyman car, that, you know, yeah. and kind of an affordable, not an economy car, but an affordable car that, that everyone had access to. Lincoln obviously is not. That was more of the high-end stuff. But, you know, just like with 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 the Tesla and everyone saying, oh, the Model 3 was going to be 30K, $30,000. It's never been $30,000. It's not an everyday <laughs> everyman car. Nobody can afford to buy that. <laughs> my mother-in-law complains that my uh, sister-in-law has a Tesla and that it's, that's, it's pushing up her electricity bill. <laughs> it's just it's always yeah. going on about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was listening. I've not finished the whole one, but I was listening to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan and he was talking about by calculation, a hundred square miles of solar panels would be sufficient at today's current solar tech to power the whole of the US grid. Wow. That's it? Exactly. A hundred square miles in America. You find that everywhere. Right? A hundred square miles. But then you sort of, okay, let's unwrap that a little bit. Uh, okay. hundred square miles. Oh, that's okay. a lot of but solar then we've panels. Got a lot of, we've got a lot of, um, even if we can get the solar panels, unfortunately, out of China, because America yeah. aren't going to make them. Then we've got to dig the roads up and lay the cables. Yeah. Then we've got to put the substations in. Yeah. Then we've got to this, then we've got to that, yeah, yeah, then we've yeah. got to this. Then we've got to keep some kind of, then there's got to be some kind of storage. The grid can't just work to oh, yeah, capacity. Need, it's got to store extra, and, yeah. you know, when the Super Bowl's on or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's turning the TV on and, you know, the, the, like there's a genuine problem in the UK. So uh, there's the 50 hertz electricity frequency, right? And there's a place, I think it's a dam in Wales, where they really, they can show, oh, it might be 60 hertz, but whatever it is, they can show it. I think it's 60 hertz. It's so, 50 in North America. So there's the, that, that refers to the frequency of the electricity. And there's a rotation on this, on this basically on a pulley that, that's turned by whatever is turning in the dam, which would be hydro water. Um, in the UK, there were situations where, when there was big sporting events or like special events on soaps, where 20 million people were watching the TV. 20 million is nothing in the US, but North American market, but the country is 65, 70 million. 20 million is a lot of houses, like pretty yeah. much every other house. In the UK, like a TV show would have 15 minutes, then an ad break. Because people would get up in that ad break and put their <laughs> kettle on, yeah. like they'd have to, spike. you'd spike the grid, and the grid would have to have extra power to put into it. Amazing. And it's like, that's without people having AC units, which North America is pretty common for people to have ACs yeah. in the house, right? Yeah, yeah. AC units, EVs being on charge, phones, tablets, watches, yeah, all on charge. All on charge. Everyone gets home and just plugs everything right. in. It's, it's the bane of a, a yeah. anyone's existence now. Yeah. So interesting to see. And, and the problem is that's all carbon, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Is, everyone's scared of nuclear, understandably. But they shouldn't really be. Getting rid of the waste is long since been understood. 
and but it ain't gonna happen. Nobody's gonna do it. They, all these all all of the all of the activists that are saying stop stop oil, stop, they're they're not going to vote and mm. go with nuclear. Mm. They're saying stop something without saying what to give us, what to, yeah. what to replace it with. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I have my opinion, but I'm not saying that right now. But they're not giving us an alternative. And if you offer them nuclear, just because the word of it is nuclear, say no. Yeah. I think they need to change the description well, we, of it. Well, we, we've got nuclear here. So. We have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk much about it right now. but No. But, you know, if they change the description, don't call it nuclear power. Yeah. Say it's a fusion or, yeah, exactly. you know, whatever and it is. We've got the bio, bio uh, fuel mm. electricity generation station just around the corner yeah. from us here, too. Which is kind of cool. It's yeah, just come online. Mohammed bin Rashid Solar Park as well. Yeah, yeah. never which heard anyone a, talk about that either. Which is huge. It's huge. Yeah. They've expanded it. So we've yeah. got lots going on. Maybe with COP twenty eight, we're going to hear a lot more about these things. You see, the thing with COP twenty eight is obviously that's governmental, but yeah, it's translating. That, that, it's all a good that. example of 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 where the problems are because that that that's presented from an economic perspective. Yeah, how does it affect the economy? And I'm sorry. You can think it's as dirty a word as you want, but money is involved in everything. Yeah. And that's not changing right now. So you've got to have it to, to the point where it works. So all these electric vehicles are doing. Don't forget the scooters that we talked about. No, yeah, scooters. Yeah, the scooters. Another one to They're everywhere. In. Yeah, yeah. They're everywhere. So all these electric vehicles that you plug in, all they're doing is creating a bigger demand for electricity. Yeah. And all the electricity is supplied by carbon fuel. Yeah. This is a big problem. This is a huge problem. So it's not incentivizing <laughs> people with power plants to stop. It's actually yeah. meaning that they're more needed than ever. Yeah. More needed than ever. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, like we said, you can't just stop something and move on to the next thing. I think there's there's got to be a lot more open conversation about the, the move to EV. Uh, on another note... 2004, uh, 2024 Nissan Sunny. Very exciting. I, I saw the inside. I, I, I this would be the point in the UK if this was on the TV where people go and boil the kettle. <laughs> the Nissan Sunny's portion of the show. <laughs> I, I, the first thing about the Nissan Sunny is a few years ago, I really thought it looked like a jelly bean. But the, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, drove, I would drive by it and I would look at it and it looked like a jelly bean. And I just went, it's not even a good looking jelly bean. It was, it was, it, it really didn't work for me. But now it kind of looks like a mini Maxima. It really, I mean, I see the line, I see what's going on. 2024 version, I'm looking at some pictures. It's a sweet looking ride inside. I've, I've been in one, but it, it's, this is an economy car. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be nice and scratchy plastic. Yeah. But it, it looks okay. You know, the, there's one I'm looking at right now. It's got black and, white accenting yeah. on the seats that's obviously going to be the top trim as well yeah and it's 14,000 buttons on the steering wheel why <laughs> why <laughs> they're on the steering wheel right so that you can keep driving while you operate but you, get, but you don't know which one you're pressing so now you're looking down anyway there the, it's got wireless charging i thought that was cool and then there's something i'm not so sure they're introducing uh, in the Middle East the driver attention alert. Yeah, Mercedes sensor. and BMW and Audi yeah. and this BMW, is the, this is the most well. inexpensive Nissan you can buy, and they're putting this in there. This model won't be. Yeah. This model won't be. But that's like the same as anything, right? Who, yeah. who remembers the first Mercedes that had sat now? Yeah, exactly. I can remember. I think it was Tomorrow's World that I think it was a Beetle. They drove a Beetle around with this thing that you bolted in where the Blaupunkt stereo <laughs> used to go. 
like in the 80s, maybe even late 70s. And I've seen the video a few times, and it would, it was a, a an audio navigation unit. So there's no no pictures, obviously, but it would just be like at the crossroads, turn left at the roundabout, take the second exit. But you know, sat nav now is you've got it on your phone. You got it on your phone. Who's yeah, no one's using sat nav so in the car, right? So yeah. yeah, for it to have the take a break and lane change assist and all that. Oh no, no. Here's the best one. I love this sentence. I'm, I'm, and this one, this one just made me think. Okay. Who's buying these cars and what's the basic model that people are buying? Because clearly this is a big seller. And and I, I, I get it because I have uh, a, a Wrangler Sport that has no options on board. Like we're talking <laughs> nothing. So I get this one. Sentence goes like this. So we're talking about lots of the new stuff in it and things. And a, a few notable convenience features include cruise control available as standard across all trims. So you get everyone nice. with cruise control. And I, I have a, as I said, I got a Wrangler with no cruise control. It's so 15 it's, years old nearly. Yeah. So come on. It's, I, I, it was still expensive then. It's, it's, <laughs> it was. It was, yeah, I know. You know now you just got to drive with a brick. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't do that. So don't. don't. But it, it, you know, cruise control, wireless charging, USB-C charging points, uh, vehicle dynamic control, hill start assist intelligent key available and electronic adjustable side view mirrors now they've not been expensive for about 25 years so, <laughs> so, so there's, that's quite so, the boast so i'm looking at this going okay this is truly not an expensive vehicle and they've put in a few of these little perks now it's to, got lights on the back that when you press the brake pedal they come on <laughs> I thought, you know it's 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 a sunny right and uh, uh, but what I really liked about it, and, and I know there's folks out there right now, because I'm also thinking this might be a good good car that just have a run around and it's affordable, and you you know you can. Uh, what would what, what I hope this is not a bad word, but this is a word that uh, brown guy, the brown car guy would use. As a you dumb can, button. You can hoon this thing around the city. That's a good. That's a good. Okay, that's okay. It's not a good attitude to have to drive a car. Yeah, because I'm thinking that means just being reckless. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But here, here's what I love. This is oh, I love this. The the colors, the exterior option colors include electric blue metallic, brilliant silver metallic, gun metallic, super black, gray sky pearl, scarlet ember tint coat, aspen white tri coat. Oh, maybe that's tri coat. Sorry. And radiant red. All right, so they're all going to be aspen white. <laughs> they're all going to be aspen white and have tri a rent, and have tri coat a, and have a rental car <laughs> sticker in the back window. The, the worst bit for me is here. So under a section easy and economical to own. <laughs> oh, there we go. Right, one point six liter. That's fine. Yeah, one point yeah. six liter. Four cylinder engine. Four cylinder dynamic performance. Oh. And uh, this is I don't know what kind of dynamism this is. Producing a hundred and eighteen horsepower 180 yeah. cars haven't come out with 118 yeah. horsepower with 1.6 liter engines for 20 years yeah. 149 newton meters of torque so it'll take the skin off a rice pudding that's about it <laughs> and then here it is a smooth extronic extronic spelt with just a capital x tronic cvt transmission <sighs> offers an engaging driving experience that that is a lie the politician yeah. wrote that a smooth Xtronic CVT transmission offers an engaging driving experience. A politician wrote that line. That is rubbish. There's no engagement driving a CVT. So if, if you're not aware of CVTs, of those who are driving one are, and you might not understand what it's doing, but I'm sure people do. There's no, it doesn't shift. No. 
It just it's constantly it's, varied transmission. Yeah. So it just it, think of it like I always think of it like a Toro lawnmower that you ride a mower that you get on and you put your foot down and it just keeps going faster. Yeah. And and that's what they're and and in some contexts those are great. My son's got one. I'm I and he's had a problem with it and I'm just kind of like really. I don't know. If, I, I I like the idea that you can rip the transmission out and do some work on it and put it back in as opposed to CVT. No, it's rubbish. And and the problem I've got as well. So and it's not just Nissan CVT that's got this. is a very smart transmission. It's very very slow. It's yeah. very clever. Yeah. It kind of solved a problem that didn't exist, but it's very clever. But it's not engaging. Don't tell someone <laughs> it's engaging. <laughs> tell people what it is. This is a car with an automatic yeah. gearbox to all intents and purposes that will not change gear that will not make you feel like you're in control of how the car moves and only has 118 horsepower but the worrying one for me is that it has an average combined of 19.1 kilometers per liter that's not good enough that's not that's not good enough you do 14 in a land rover with without really even trying 19 per liter for a new car in 2024 is not good enough that's not good enough <sighs> Don't put a 1.6 in it. Doesn't need a 1.6. Or put a better transmission in it with a smaller engine. Mm-hmm. You get. We, we had a Skoda that Amy was renting. We had a one liter Skoda Kushak that had the the DSG effectively gearbox in it. That would do. That would do more than that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it would have felt quicker because it was. It would have been lighter, but it would have felt quicker. With a smaller, a lot smaller engine, just add a better gearbox. So, do you think it's it's just trying to use some of this technology that's just hanging around instead of trying to advance it a little bit? I mean, well, look, maybe. Th- I mean, the car is obviously going to come in at a, a really good price point, and it's going to sell millions. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it's, I get it. It's easy. There's lots out there. Easy to repair. It, it you know, it does it as a as a first little runaround. This car's going to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. And as yeah. a, it's going to be a rental. Let's be honest. Yeah. And as a, as a parent, if I'm giving one of these to my kids to have. I know that they're not going to be doing a, a bunch of crazy speeding. <laughs> no, no, there's no donut in that. Yeah, like yeah, this is this is a safe vehicle. Yeah, and I'm not trying to. I'm not. I, I, there might be people sat in this in one of these listening now, but we'd love to hear from you. My, no, but, but for real, you know, if you're out there, you're listening to us on the radio, you're listening to us online, you got the podcast playing, and you're driving a Nissan Sunday. We want to hear from you. Get in, get in touch yeah, on the comment my, line. My, my my thoughts, and again. It, it, like I say, it's kind of not really much to qualify me having these, but I would put a smaller engine in a better gearbox. I don't understand yeah. the use of a CVT for this car. I don't. I just don't get it. I, I, you can get 118 horsepower from a one liter. So why are they only getting that from a 1.6? So everyone's got to absolutely gun it or hoon it everywhere with that awful CVT. And do you know something else? When you've got a CVT, you don't really realize how much you are giving it some. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to get that 19 kilometers per liter out of it. Mm. No, no, no. Because you just flat out all the time. You don't <laughs> notice the gear change. It's just screaming at you all the time. I, it's not. It's not. Um, it's almost like they're just saying, "Okay, well, let's just make internal combustion look bad." It's going away anyway. I, the, maybe, maybe they've given up. Yeah, I just don't get it. That 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 should be a lot better, it's, especially if you're talking about because that only says there's one option for the engine. So there's S, which will be the base, SV, SV plus, I don't know what that is, SL and SL plus. So the SL plus being the top top spec, but they only mention one engine. So what? 
for the trims changing, but it just a put a small engine with a better gearbox. Just build a better gearbox. It's not difficult now. Borrow one, ask somebody, do a partnership with somebody. That that's mm-hmm. happened time and time again. Mitsubishi borrowed the diesel engine from VW for a few years in the UK. We were getting Mitsubishi's in with, with the VW diesel engine because Mitsubishi had never had them in there before, mm-hmm. obviously. Just borrow the engine, borrow yeah. the gearboxes from people. It's not a big deal. You've got to keep. If you're really interested in keeping the internal combustion alive, then you've got to do a better job because that Sunny will sell by the millions, obviously. Because oh, it's going to, I tell you what, it's going to be a hugely reliable car. Yeah. And it's going to be boring. It's going to be reliable. It's going to be, to me, probably overpriced for what it is when it sells, but it's a new car and it will, that, that, it's going to be extremely reliable. There's no doubt about that unless they've done something drastically wrong. But based on the specs, they haven't changed much. I don't think so. So, it's going to be very, very reliable. People are going to buy it. But you know what the problem with this one is that the previous one didn't have? This has got a big entertainment screen that's going to fail. It's going to go out of date. It's going to need updating. It's going to lose. Yeah. You know, in, in four or five years, when that car's four or five years old, it's not going to be able to happily communicate with the current mobile phone of that time. And this is a big issue that, and this is across yeah. automotive uh, manufacturers, yeah. that that this really creates an issue They're for what, their vehicles. You won't see the 2024 Nissan Sunny on the road in 25 years but you can see a 2000 nissan sunny on the road today mm. and it will look pretty much and run pretty much as it did yeah. 23 years ago when it was new but you won't see a 2024 because it becomes so uneconomical to, to keep yeah. it on the road the materials are cheaper that you know what are you going to buy for what you're going to pay for a nissan sunny now for a 2000 a few thousand euros yeah but it's going to cost you that to change the screen <laughs> exactly. in this one no one's going to do that no. oh man uh mazda New RX-7 coming out. Yeah, I saw the release. New rotor, rotary engine. Yeah. I thought, well, okay. EV powertrain. Um, in some. It okay. looked pretty good when they unveiled it. Yeah. 365 horsepower. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're into the... That's 365 uh, horsepower in a relatively light car. Probably weighs yeah. the same as the Sunny. <laughs> yeah, it, for sure. So this could be really interesting. Yeah. And what are those rotaries? Are they equivalent of a 1.3 or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. Again, this coming out at the mobility show in yeah. japan not the motor show anymore. <laughs> no no it's Ridiculous. no it's mobility yeah i thought that was that was kind of cool why can't we call it a motor show i don't know because even the electric cars have motors. motors yeah i think it's the implication We're in, in the w- uk maybe may the same for canada but if you vacuum clean the floor we call it hoovering because the first ones made were called hoovers because that's the company right. that made them so you're hoovering up you're using a yeah. vacuum cleaner i think depending even, on what part of canada you're in you might call it a hoover as well yeah so it's a motor. It's a motor yeah. show. Yeah, Stop yeah. calling it a mobility show. It's a motor <laughs> show. <laughs> well, I guess because I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they can get the electric scooters there too. I have no idea. It's weird. It's weird. I, have, I guess we have to go and take a look and see. What, what are they doing in Germany? Because they've got a big one there. What, what are they calling it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to look and see. And, I don't know. Do they even do them in North America anywhere? I don't know. Do they? Has London got the... Seamu was always my favourite one. Mm. So that was when you got the mental stuff out. Yeah. You know, like Dodger turn up with a 4 million horsepower <laughs> charger and yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, you can buy this if you want. You've got a couple of engines over there. Go and put it in your Plymouth. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's always the best one. And that's oh. the attitude. The NASCAR sort yeah. of attitude. I don't know. Kind of weird. But, no, it did look good, that, that master. Yeah. Whether I'll they look. put it in production as it looked there, I don't I, know. It, it it's almost like when you and I and uh, Mazda whether they're looking at some point in the next 30 40 years they're going to be out of the automobile industry or they're going to partner up with someone but I don't think Mazda makes an electric car no. I don't I well, think they're, they're with they're with Volvo Ford and yeah. Land Rover kind of aren't they but I under their badge 
I don't think there's anything electric. They are internal combustion engine all the way. See, the rotor has always been an efficient way of yeah. providing power. It's has its troubles if you don't know how to use one. And I know that sounds a bit stupid. It's like, how can it... But for example, if you go and fuel one up and try and start it, there's a very, very high chance, particularly on the older ones, of flooding it. Now, whether maybe, tech, maybe they fix that now. Whether tech been, can him, yeah. help with improve with that, I don't know. But there's been a lot of years from the time that rotary engines were really popular till yeah. nothing... Now they're back. So yeah. I, there's a lot of. They were never pushed because they're not very user friendly. No, they were. They were like I said. You kind of needed to know how to use one. A little bit like the SMG gearbox on BMWs that when people bought the M5, I think it was, or maybe an M3 that had it on to start with, you used to have to do a training course on how to use mm. it before you could buy mm. the car. A little bit like that with the rotary and. The typical Mazda owner does not really class as an enthusiast. But if you buy a, a, a rotary RX7 or the equivalent, whatever they call, call it, something like an RJS or something. Yeah, I, I can't remember yeah. what it was called, but I think you know there's a lot of scope for some serious economical engines to come from rotaries, yeah. and they scream and they sound fun. Yeah, yeah, you they know? sound good. Yeah. So it's gonna be. We'll, we'll see where things are going. Yeah. I think there's. You know, there, there are new cars coming out. There's a lot of Chinese cars coming out. Some of those look pretty funky. And yeah, there's, a, there's a lot to keep talking about. And we got to keep our cars on the road. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 On that, uh, on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye. Thank God. <laughs> for, for another podcast. God. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you're listening to us via YouTube, please leave some comments. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a thumbs in the middle. Give us wherever you got to do. But let, let us know what you think. Uh, hit the like button. And share, of course. If you're listening to us on 100.3 Talk Radio here in Dubai, let us know. Fire through on the WhatsApp. Fire through to the station on SMS. Let us know what you think. And if you got questions, queries, comments, however you're getting this content, let us know. Fire it through, and we'll bring it onto the program. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Exactly. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Garage. I'm James Pikeway. Glenn, we'll do it all again Thank really you. soon.